This is Tide News Network Weekly Podcast by Ken Bola, reporting from New York, Saturday, April 17, 2021. The title of today's topic is The Drip, Drip, Drip in Nigeria. Yes, in Nigeria of today, it is drip, 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 with terrorists and bandits calling the shots. Several things are happening simultaneously. Nowadays, and unfortunately, none of them could be said to be good news. First, the rampaging terrorists and men continue with their rampaging across the country, killing, kidnapping, raping, and committing unbelievable atrocities. Unfortunately, the leaders are playing the ostrich and thinking about how to line up their pockets with public funds instead of thinking about how to defeat these terrorists, bandits, and insurgencies. Here is what Babajide Otitoju of TVC has to say about the problem we find ourselves. What is the implication of this on the social economic fabric of the life of the Northeast, given that attacks are increasing? The attacks are increasing because ISWAP appears now to be the beautiful bride of the Islamic State. The more attacks you make, the more attention you draw to yourself. And once you increasingly draw attention to yourself by the attacks you carry out, then the parent body, because Islamic State is the parent body of ISWAP, they are affiliated to, uh, to ISIS. So they will provide the funding, they will provide logistic support, and sometimes they will even uh, provide men to help them in fighting because some of the people who come to fight in our country are not Nigerians. Some of them are, uh, are paid fighters all the way from Mali, even, even uh, um, uh, Libya. And some of the equipment that they use are also from Libya, from Mali, Another one. So they need constant funding from the parent body. And the way to do that is to draw attention to themselves by increasing attacks on military formations, by increasing attacks on civilians. And they are now um, creating more and more checkpoints, illegal checkpoints. And at those checkpoints, people will be abducted. If you are found to be a soldier, you get killed. If you are found to be uh, an humanitarian worker, you get killed because they don't want to see humanitarian workers in that area. They are targeting communities where, in, in Bono North, where we have a good number of humanitarian workers. Dikwa, Marte, uh, Damasak. We have a good number of humanitarian workers in, in those communities. And they've been attacking those communities for weeks now, chasing away the army. I saw a video that thoroughly embarrassed me. Boko Haram was passing through the streets of, uh, of uh, Damasak. They raided the, the um, hospital, took away consumables, took away ambulances and the rest. And then later the Nigerian army posted a picture showing that they are in charge. Yes, you could be in charge, but were you in charge at the time they raided the place? That is the point. Were you in charge at that time? I even saw the body of a Nigerian soldier on the floor. So this is the thing. They know why they are launching these attacks. They want to show that they are still very much, uh, very, very effective. 
and that serves the purpose of drawing atten the attention of their, their international sponsors. So we have to do our best to win this war because increasingly our people are suffering. From Damascus alone, up to 100,000 people fled to Nigeria Republic. Already we have Nigerian IDPs in Cameroon, we have Nigerian IDPs in Chad, we have Nigerian IDPs in Nigeria Republic. It's so sad that we can't protect our people. Our people now need to go to foreign lands before they can be convinced that they are safe. This is what these attacks are pushing our people to do. But I not a huge expanse of land, but there are only very few communities where you find people. I'll give the example of, uh, of uh, Abadam local government. Abadam local government has not less than 135 communities, but there's not a single community where people are living. All of them have fled to Niger Republic. And some of them have been there since 2014. So you can imagine people... Represent the attack even in Niger Republic. Yes. But of course, there are more attacks here. Between January 1 and March 17, ISWAP launched 212 attacks on Nigerian soil. Whereas during that same period, they launched only nine attacks in Nigeria, and they launched only one attack in Chad. So that should tell you that within that Chad basin, Nigeria is the least safe. And that's why our people are increasingly going to hide in, in Nigeria public. Even uh, people in, in, in Kassina, some of them walk in daytime, at night they go to Nigeria Republic to sleep. That is already well known. Some big business people, they conduct their businesses in Nigeria and then go to sleep mm. inside Nigeria Republic. Because they are not sure that at night they won't attack their community. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Banditry has created not more than three, not less than three million IDPs in our country. Whereas we are not at war. We've got to deal with the security uh, problem that we are facing. Otherwise, we'll be in a much bigger problem. Mm. And we can't talk about it enough. It's been said that the northern elite has failed the people of the, the northeast. Not just the northeast now, the entire north, because banditry and insurgency is now pushing further down south, in, further down into the northwest and other parts of northern Nigeria. What do you propose as a socio-economic plan for the development of the North that will take away the youth from the attraction to insurgency? We must first defeat the insurgency. First things first. If you do not defeat the insurgency, you cannot put any plan in place. In place. All kinds of laudable plans can be hatched in the interest of the poor young people of Northern Nigeria who cannot go to school, you know, who have been displaced by banditry and uh, the Boko Haram's uh, uh, version of insurgency. But we must first secure those areas. When we secure those areas, we can think about building schools, we can think about bringing industries that will provide job opportunities for the people. We can think of the, the Safe School Project, for example, for which even the World Bank gave us some millions. One would want to say that it has failed because we have not been able to secure our schools. People still get kidnapped. So you ask, what is going on? We've got to be able to secure our people. That's the first thing that we must do in the, no in, in the North. 
Look at the whole of the Northwest. There are seven states in the Northwest. Only Kano and Jigawa are safe. Other states are not safe. So, and you go to the Northeast, virtually everywhere is not safe. In the Northeast, even Taraba, they kidnap people in broad daylight. They break into your house and kidnap you. They go around in groups of up to 20, moving from street to street, kidnapping people in Taraba. So, what can we do? We've got to secure the North so that we can come up with plans that will ensure that the North lives up to its potential. I certainly agree with you today that unless we defeat these terrorists, nothing else really matters. Thank you for listening. We'll meet you again next week, God willing. Bye.